In this episode, we have a they said what. They? Yes, from the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, from the 15 male writers of the book Woman. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. Mormons, I'm thinking. Mm, Yes. Okay. We also have a letter from Taylor, who was not raised Mormon, but has an incredible story. Nice. We're going to get to that and more in just a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's Golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. My name is Mary. My name is Shelly, and I'm not wearing any clothes. (laughs) None? Well, I got my underwear on. (laughs) It's pink today. Um, Wow. Because we are in studio and it's a little warm. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing when you record in studios and you want really good sound, you need to turn off the air conditioning or the heater or whatever it is that makes random noise in the back. It's all insulated, which means our body heat is making it hotter and hotter in this little room. Mm -hmm. Hence the nakedness. Yep. And spring has sprung, so Mm -hmm. it's a little warmer out. So it's warmer in this uh, studio. Which is why we don't do uh, live YouTube from studio because typically the boobs are out. Okay. Well, we won't do any live uh, Facebooking. <laughs> what ifs? You know what? I do want to do a, a Facebook Live event. Maybe not naked. No. Mm, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, but I, I threw the question out there who would like to participate, and we had a lot of responses. So maybe we can get to that uh, this week sometime. We'll see how our schedule goes. We've got a lot going on right now. we got some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, some here's stuff. something fun that's coming up. What's that? Uh, remember, we were telling everyone to watch that movie, Unorthodox. Yes. Amazing movie. And we are actually friends with one of the actresses in the movie who was also one of the co-hosts of Forbidden Apple Podcast. She still is the co-host of that. And I Did think, I say was? Yeah. And I think they say actor, even for women. Really? Yeah. Okay, actor. Shelly's a little old school. I didn't know that. Well, what was great about it is we had interviewed Melissa and Palayo from Forbidden Apple Podcast, and then we saw this unorthodox series streaming, and we decided to watch it. And then we're like, oh, my God, there's Melissa. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's Melissa. That's Melissa. <laughs> Speaking Yiddish. <Yeah>. Pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so Mary reached out to Melissa and asked, hey, would you be interested in talking about your experience within the community and filming that. Yeah. And she said, yeah, it was a little triggery. She saw it when they were doing some of the editing of it, mm-hmm. but hasn't watched it since because it's very triggery, very sensitive, yeah. and she's not necessarily ready to dive back in. So we're going to question her all about it. Oh, it's yeah. going to be make great. Her really uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, Mormon and ex-Mormon listeners out there, imagine if you were an actor, which means both genders, am I right? All genders. <laughs> All genders. All genders. Imagine if you were going to be in a role in a movie where you're, let's say, going through the temple ceremony or sitting in a bishop's interview. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. it's you're just acting. Uh-huh. But could you do that and not, I know I would trigger the fuck out. Well, you could just watch Godly Sorrow for that bishop interview <laughs> one and trigger. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. That's pretty triggery, and I've never gone through that. Yeah, but imagine having to be immersed back into that 
culture that was so damaging to you. Right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's uh, an amazing series. Yeah. 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 If you haven't watched it yet, seriously, what the hell's wrong with you? Get off of Tiger <laughs> King. It doesn't take that long to get through all episodes of Tiger King. Now, move on to Unorthodox. It's- you know, I only had about four episodes of Tiger King in me. I, I just can't with that show. <laughs> And then, so you told me the what the extent of it was, how it wrapped up. And I was like, well, that's a shocker. I won't spoil it, but... Here's the thing. I wanted Mary to really be able to appreciate all the memes that were floating you know, around. I think I picked up on oh, what okay. was going on yeah. Yeah. after a few episodes. And then that was enough for me. So I'm going to say a word and you finish it. Oh, jeez. Carol Baskin. That bitch. Did I do it right? <laughs> he did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in love with you so much right now. <laughs> oh, Lordy. You were just seeing how lowbrow it gets. It was, um, that was, uh, during quarantine, kids. So Mary's kind of highfalutin <laughs> sometimes. And when I can bring out the, the trashy uh-huh. Mary, it makes yeah. me so turned on. <laughs> We've also watched pretty much all the pandemic shows and movies at this yes. point, I think. Yep. What was the one last night? Contagion. Contagion. That's the one where one of the consultants on the show, you know, a medical person, now has contracted COVID 19. Like in real life. Yeah. In real, yeah. Well, there, <laughs> I don't think there's any movies about COVID 19 yet. Oh, there will be. But this movie we watched last night was filmed in 2011. What was interesting is the expression social distancing was used in the movie, and uh, I didn't realize that was something that's been around a while. Yeah, I Hmm. thought that was brand new, and then they said in the movie, and I'm like, well, that's 2011. I don't know. Sorry, America, today we didn't make up the term. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Damn it. (laughs) Where are we apologizing? I I don't know. (laughs) America. Wait, that reminds me of something else I want to talk about. Okay. So last night's movie, Contagion, Mm -hmm. had like real... Actors and shit on Real it. Real actors. <laughs> I mean, not, yeah, not like B-list. Like A-list? Yes, A-list. Oh, okay. There was um, Matt Gwyneth Damon. Paltrow, yep. Matt Damon, Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Who have, I have a secret gay crush on him. Except yeah. in this movie, he had like weird tooth implants. He did. He did. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And Lawrence Fishburne was in it, wasn't, yep. it? wasn't yep. he? Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, they ended up coming up with a vaccine. They did. Anyway, one. what I was going to say is that this A-list actor movie. I mean, I could see most of it happening compared to the B-list one where these people who get the virus, they kind of turn into weird zombie type people and go crazy Uh and they're always throwing themselves on glass windows and bleeding everywhere and like spouting shit. Well, I didn't recognize most of the actors in um, Containment. Mm -hmm. That was the B-actor one. Right, except for David Giasi. Is that Mm -hmm. how you say it? I think so. From Carnival Row. Which is a great show, by the way. Okay, does that lead us anywhere on your list? It does, because I have been thinking about what my reactions to this coronavirus would have been while I was TBM compared to where I am now. And True blue Mormon kids. So when I was true blue Mormon, and this was the thought of most true blue Mormons, was that any kind of famine or volcano or anything that's death and destruction, Mm -hmm. you almost get excited because it's like proving the church is true. How does that prove the church is true? Because as the world nears the end, there's just going to be more calamities and the world becomes more and more evil. Like when gay people were allowed to get married, that was a sign of the times. That was a sign that your church is true because they're preaching against gays getting married. When people die of all these horrible diseases, that's a sign of the time. That's that's God's going to be heralding in and and save the good people really soon. So it was this kind of sick, twisted sort of like, yeah, I'm right, Mm. you know? Yeah. And I'm not worried because I'm protected. That's Um, so stupid. Yeah, it was really stupid. And I hate that I felt that way. And I wonder, I'm going to pose that question out there, any of you who used to be in really um, high demand demand religion slash cults, Mm -hmm. was that your attitude as well? Well, remember when Pat Robertson felt like Hurricane Katrina was God's punishment on (laughs) New Orleans for being so sinful? That's true. Right? That's true. So this is not the first time religious leaders in these high-demand faiths, you know, have spread ideas like this. Yeah. Have any Mormon leaders of Quorum of the Twelve, et cetera, spoken out against Um, this? Actually, this is conference weekend right now, and I am not watching. We'll have to follow up with that. I'm going to read through the the talks afterward. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out, though, this is also goes along to COVID, and I'm getting slightly off topic, so bring me back afterward. So, conference this year is being held in the huge conference center that seats thousands and thousands of people, but it's it's empty, right? And so they have the people who are speaking, like the Quorum of the Twelve and shit, they're sitting like five chairs apart from each other. So, you know, they're doing social distancing. But one dude will get up and talk and he'll like 
touch the podium and touch the microphone and, you know, <laughs> and then touch his face and go sit back down. And the next dude goes up and ends up touching the microphone. Oh, they don't, like, to- wipe it down or anything? Not that I can tell. And another thing, they need so much help with their decorations. I remember <laughs> last conference, it looked like there was a bunch of lettuce, like lettuce heads <laughs> did, sitting behind them. And this year, it looks like a bunch of kale, like yeah. wilted up kale. Funny. And it's because they got rid of all the gay people. <laughs> if you have gay people in your church, you're going to have beautiful things. Sure. Yeah. That's also a generalization. It sure as shit is. But gay people mm-hmm. can decorate. They understand color palettes and they love flowers. Okay. Um, just so no one's offended, straight people can do that too. Well, they're not right now for the church. They're putting up kale and shit. So maybe they were going to just have like a big salad buffet after conference. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe Let's that's just stand it. here and get our dressing out and dump it on the yeah, podium. Because I really want to share a buffet with people right now too. That mm-mm, sounds like a great idea. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. So I have been tasked with bringing you back. Thank you. To the conversation we were having. It was... The difference between being religious dealing with COVID and non-religious dealing with COVID. I'll tell you how I feel about it now. I don't see it as God's curse. I think if there is a God and he's sending plagues like this, he's a fucking asshole and I want nothing to do with him. Right. I don't see it as bringing in the end of times. There have been plagues hitting the world over and over since the beginning. Mm -hmm. I also, it's kind of interesting, I feel like... I'm in a place where I'm okay with death. It's weird that I've gotten here just because— That is new. It is. Not that I want to die by any fucking means, but I do feel like I'm not afraid of some mean God afterward. Or maybe an unknown that you just can't predict. I think that the deal is when you are in a faith— then you think you have the answer of what's right. going to happen in the afterlife. Right. right. Which can be comforting and scary at the same time, well, it's depending on your Well, it's comforting if you feel like you're doing everything right. Exactly. Right. But when you leave that religion, then you have to answer that question for yourself. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen when I die? Mm-hmm. And usually, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, people can come to their own conclusion, and they're free to do so. And then maybe they will find comfort or have comfort in the not knowing. Right. Which is kind of where I've landed. Yeah. I feel like the not knowing makes me, once again, part of humanity, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Because even people who think they know, they don't actually know. Well, <laughs> right. Unless someone's come back and Nobody told knows. them all about it. Yeah, but no. Other ways that I've been dealing with COVID have been watching lots of shows with you. Cooking a lot. Cooking a lot. I mean, nonstop. Yeah. I mean, we don't go out anymore, so I'm saving money and losing weight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know that I'm losing weight because I'm kind of just kind of going through the pantry and seeing what's in there. And I'm like, oh, wow. How and do the- we get Pop-Tarts? <laughs> <laughs> Better eat those. <laughs> That's right. Those are going to go bad in about 100,000 years. <laughs> so let's, let's eat them today. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. We've also been spending a lot of time on channels, which has been fun. Yeah, that has been fun. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Mormons' reactions to COVID? I want to hear everyone else uh, writing in and telling us what their Mormon family and friends' reaction has been. I know know that people were talking about how— Look at Prophet Nelson. Okay. Prophet in quotations, obviously. He saw this coming, blah, blah, blah. But you know what's kind of funny is just in conference yesterday, he said that he didn't expect this to happen. Huh. Yeah, so he didn't see it coming, you people. You he people. He even said it himself. <laughs> he didn't see you it. You people. At least he was honest. Like, I didn't see this coming. Huh. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Also. So maybe he isn't a true prophet of the Lord. We know he's not. <laughs> also, the big revelation in conference today that they've been talking about all week is they changed their logo. Oh. So it's no longer the picture of uh, the angel Moroni with the horn. Okay. It's that picture of the Christus, of like buff Jesus with the hard titty showing and the the robe. (laughs) The hard titty? Mm -hmm. He's got a nipple erection? Yeah. Have you seen a picture? (laughs) It's like CrossFit Jesus. He's buff. (laughs) Nobody looked like that back then, especially not someone like Jesus who just wandered around. Were you there? (laughs) Nobody looked like... You would have to put in hours at a gym to look like that. You know, maybe he was doing like a shit ton of calisthenics. Maybe he was doing box jumps. Calisthenics ain't going to do it. It's going to (laughs) be— Maybe he was doing burpees and box jumps. It would have to be major (laughs) bench press, uh, clean and jerk, (laughs) shoulder press. No, nobody back then had time for that shit. This is— is. He was Jesus. He could just be like, poof, I got a great bod. Oh. That could be it. Yeah, because I'm sure that mattered mattered to Jesus. (laughs) How else do you think he attracted all the disciples? 
Yeah, I'm sure it was that nipple sticking out. <laughs> 100%. Anyway, Mormons, that's your big revelation is they dropped the angel Moroni and threw in buff CrossFit Jesus with a hard nip. <laughs> Boom. Enjoy. With a hard nip. I like it. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. So when you were still in religion, what would you have thought about the COVID virus? And what do you think now? Let us know. How have you changed your worldview? You can get in touch with us and send us that info at latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. We hope you do. Okay, what is next? Should we do a foom pod, Shelly? This one you will never get, and it will slightly creep you out, and it was sent in by Selena J. Oh, well, thank you, you Selena J. Yes, we have met Selena. Uh-huh, have. She's awesome. Sure is. We met her at uh, Salt Lake City Pride last yep. year. And we seem to run into her partner, Dana, every time we go through the airport in oh, Salt right, Lake City. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Where I was like, look, it's Dana, wave. She sneaks away from her little station and hugs us. I mean, But I, not during COVID. Well, for sure. No. And I know that some people must be flying now. I mean, we hear about people coming off of cruise ships and getting home and stuff. So somebody's going to the airport and taking flights. I don't know what that situation is all about. Haven't set foot in the airport. We have nowhere to go until hopefully August for podcast movement. And then... um, September, there's some pride events. Yeah. Yeah. September will be Utah Pride and Boise Pride. And November will be Phoenix Pride. Wow. If we can manage to do all that, we'll see. We will let you know. Okay. Do you want to get to the Foompod, Shelly? Only if I get to introduce it. I'm sure you can. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Okay. <laughs> what right. is today's Foompod? Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is the five points of fellowship. Thank you, Selena, for sending that in. There's no fucking way Mary's going to know this. Five points of fellowship? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is even better as a foom pod than um, what during COVID? Because people big ass hint right there. Because people are distancing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can only imagine this is some weird temple thing because in Masonic, did you look this up? I did not look this up. Okay, go ahead. Just hearing five points reminds me of the Eastern Star, which is a five pointed star, and it's part of the Masonic tradition. I don't know anything else about it except mm-hmm. that it's five points and makes up a star. And I can only imagine this was derived somehow from the Masonic beliefs. I'm going to give you a most buzz. Oh, I get a little credit. Well, no, 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 no. Don't get too excited. <laughs> because I don't know if you're actually correct. You probably are. This is probably where it came from. But do you know what those five points are? And what they represent? No. I have Just no idea. what they are. No, I don't know. Okay, then buzzer. <laughs> She's so harsh, people. Look, I've been I've been locked up with you for months Whoa. at this point, and I love it. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Not so sure. You know, even Mary and I, we get along really, really well. Uh-huh. And we tend to not fight. We're pretty loving and easygoing with each other. But even we have been a little snippy yeah. at times lately. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's tough being around someone 24-7. It is. Well, I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Even we need breaks from one another. Well, periodically. uh, We're just a little testier. That's all. We're just a little. Well, it's a stressful time. It is. Somehow the anxiety is heightened, even though I am completely confident at this point that this is going to go away eventually and we're going to be fine. You and I are not suffering. We still have jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, income is less at this point because of the nature of the jobs, but we're not starving. We're not getting kicked out of our townhome. Like, we're okay, mm-hmm. and we're going to be okay, but there's still yeah. this heightened anxiety. I'm lucky because my job has not changed except for it's remote. Your job is in tourism, so you've had to cut your hours. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little rough. Yeah, that is that is rough. Thankfully, okay. I got my sugar mama. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. I did buy groceries last time. You did, and so when I knew she was buying, I was loading up the fucking lobster tails, <laughs> the crab legs, the caviar. <laughs> Jeez. All of it. Not true, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did get extra beer and wine. We did. I'm like, yeah. oh, Mary's fine. Where's the craft beers? <laughs> Boom. I love you, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see why. Back to the five points. Yeah, I can't wait to hear this explanation. Okay, so imagine, Mary, that you're in a temple session. And it's at the time, at the end of the session, where you need to go up to the veil, which is a thin curtain separating you from God slash weird old men that you've never met. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) And in the veil that's hanging there, there's holes where God slash old man that you've never met puts his hand out of the hole 
and you do the handshakes. Uh-huh. Okay. And he also puts his hand on one of your shoulders and you put your hand on his other shoulder. Okay. So you're touching his shoulder and you're touching hands. There's there's two points, right? Mm, okay. That's all it was by the time I went through the temple in 1996, I think it was. But previous 1990, this is what it was. You ready? Right. I'm going to read it. The five points of fellowship, and th- this is actually the words that are said in the temple. All right. The five points of fellowship are given by putting the inside of the right foot to the inside of the Lord's. The Lord, meaning the old man standing behind the curtain that you never met. So you have to touch feet or something? Mm-hmm. Through a curtain. Yes. The inside <laughs> of your knee to his, laying your breast close to uh-uh. his. Your breast? Your, mm-hmm, your left hands on each other's backs and each one putting his mouth to the other's ear. What? In which position the Lord whispers, Lord, this is the sign of the token, health in the navel, mare in the bones. So some old dude is whispering this to you through a veil. With your breasts touching, <laughs> your inside of your knees touching, and your hands on each other's backs. So if I had guessed wacky game of twister, I would have gotten a bell. Yeah. The correct answer, yes. bell. Okay, yes. just making sure. I... I'm so grossed out by this. <laughs> I am so glad that that was changed before I went to the temple. And I'm also like, what the fuck were you thinking? Why? So wait a minute. What's the five points? So it's your hands are touching. Okay. So that's two. One hand to his hand. Oh, that's two. that counts as two? No, no, no. Your other hand to, their, to his back. Okay, so that's, that's two. two. Then your knees are touching. That's three. That's three. Your cheeks are touching. That's four. Uh-huh. And your breasts are touching. <laughs> That's five. (laughs) It's what it says, breast. Okay, so, and this is what creeps me out is my fucking parents went to the temple and that was what they did. My brothers. You didn't have to do this? You went through the temple, I thought. Yeah, but by the time I went through, they had changed it to hand on the shoulder and shaking hands through the hole, the magical hole in the thing. There was no breast to breast when (laughs) I went through. So I'm like, oh my God, my parents did this and they're still Mormon. Like, ew. What a wacky tradition. These rituals are so nutty to me. They don't even make any damn sense. No. I am starting to think that the Mormon church is all completely fake. Yeah. I am at this point where I hate tradition so much. Mm -hmm. And you and I talked about this, Mary. If we ever get married, I don't want to do one damn traditional thing. I don't. I don't. And here's the point that I've come to. I was thinking about this a lot this week. You mean the five points you came to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby, I'll five point with you. Anytime. Okay, I'm not sure how that even makes sense, but sure. We five point? <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Except we usually don't shake hands when we're holding each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're welcome, it, listeners. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> what I was going to say is, as I'm thinking about traditions that are passed down from generation to generation, and so the things that people do just out of tradition, uh-huh. if you look up your family tree far enough, something started by some fucked up patriarchal community. Uh-huh. And that's what gets passed down. Right. What are some wedding traditions? The girl taking the man's name. Sure. Or being given away. Being given away. By her father, potentially. Yes. The man having to pay for the bride, buying the bride. Like, these are all old traditions yeah. That I'm like, fuck well, right. that shit. And the father, so it's like one head of household is giving as a gift his daughter— to another head of household. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she's property. Right. I and that's about, what these things represent. Right. Yeah. No, completely. And I thought about this after I had um, gone through Tiger King and then watched Unorthodox. And then we were like, <laughs> shit, okay, let's watch Love is Blind. <laughs> oh, that's a great combo for oh you right Oh, my there. God. Love is Blind. So the only intelligent show in that whole mix was Unorthodox. Which was amazing, by the way. It really was. <laughs> but on Love is Blind... You know, watch it if you want to be entertained. It's so ridiculous. It's it's a reality show where couples meet through a wall. They can't see each other. All they can do is talk. Uh-huh. And like five of these couples, there's a bunch of people that try. You like meet different people, right? But five people decide to get engaged without even seeing each other. They get engaged. Then they meet each other in person. And then they go on a honeymoon or not honeymoon, like a pre-marriage vacation. Then they at the end, they get to get married. But... 
they get to choose, like, when they're up there with the preacher. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And so when I was watching that, you know, the preacher was like, who gives this woman in mm-hmm. the father I do? I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want that. Yeah. So there's that. There's, like, the big wedding gowns. No, I don't want that. I don't want it to be stuffy. I don't want it to be, you know, I'm watching these girls try on dresses, and they are so about, I just want to look so so beautiful for him, and they're pushing their boobs up, and I don't, just the whole thing makes me just kind of nauseous. I don't, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, note to self, no traditional weddings. Yeah. And it was all in the same time, well, previous to that, that we watched Unorthodox. Mm-hmm. And that was so full of tradition. None of the traditions were good for the women. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, you're going to get married. The women have to shave their heads because they can't have anything that's pretty. Seeing a woman's real hair would make a man want to sin. I see. So they shave their heads and then they have to wear wigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some sort of head covering for sure. Some yeah. people wore like some sort of kerchief kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, whatever. They have to cover their hair. Yes. The sex on the wedding night is just is horrible. Yeah. Everything is so traditional and it goes against the woman every time. Mm-hmm. So now when I hear of, well, traditionally you would blah, 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 or it's customary, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. When do... Feminists, and that goes for men, women, everything. When do feminists get to make traditions? Hmm. When do we get to pass down traditions that are not hurtful to women? You can do that anytime you want. You have kids and you could pass on whatever tradition you want. Yeah. You can. I mean, the other thing is, I would say a lot of traditions change throughout the years. People tweak things and kind of make them their own. I have a lot of Mennonite actually, in my family tree, and that stemmed from the Anabaptist religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Why is it that it seems religion tends to have all of the culture, all of the traditions that are harmful for women? Uh, patriarchy. Yeah. 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 You got to change that shit. I would love for any of you who had a non-traditional wedding, what did you do that you are proud of or happy with that was good for both of you? Because I need some ideas, because one of these days, maybe in 2090, Mary might propose. Oh, my goodness. And we need some ideas. Oh, I already know how it would go down. How? But let me just comment <laughs> on the tradition thing. Oh, they have mostly taken out obey from the language, mm-hmm. uh, the vow language. And also, um, they don't say man and wife anymore, generally. That's true. Husband and wife. So that's progress. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Changing two words. Okay. And not every woman takes her husband's last name. That's true. They don't have to. No, not these days. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Talk about our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture a big party in a fun environment. What would you wear? I don't know. Just whatever. Yeah. Nice jeans. Like more of a nicer golf shirt than shirt. <laughs> <laughs> some lesbian look, lesbian attire. Uh huh. Lesbian attire. Uh huh. I'm gonna shop at Melissa Etheridge's section of REI and get. Some oh hell yeah! I'm gonna wear the fanciest flannel. <laughs> it'll be okay. like a flannel cutoff shirt because it'll be at the beach, nice. so I don't want to be hot. Cutoff shirt. That's Do good. they make flannel um, tank tops? I think we need to invent this, dude. Seriously, <laughs> flannel tank top. I'm not even fucking with you. I've never seen a flannel tank top. That yeah, that could be huge. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do. Where, where, where are my seamstress listeners? Make us. Uh, <laughs> Make us. We'll sell Latter Day Lesbian flannel. Oh my god! Tank tops, hilarious. I like it. <laughs> yeah, just a fun location. Maybe hire a band. What the heck? Have it be open bar and hors d'oeuvre type of things, mm-hmm, tapas mm-hmm. type of thing. Topless. I'm in. <laughs> are you here for wedding? You need to remove that. your shirt. <laughs> yeah, there's a dress code. <laughs> and then just at some point, while people are enjoying themselves, you know, you stop the music and maybe do a little vow exchange and yeah. everybody drink champagne and you yeah. go back to partying. I like it. Yeah. I could do that. No tradition. <laughs> no tradition. You know, I feel like I had such a shitty wedding that if I ever get to have another wedding, I want to do it exactly right. Okay. Well, you think about that. You've got lots of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true because, you know, no one's gathering right now. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's having a virtual wedding on Zoom or something. I don't know. Um, have we gotten way off topic? Always. Okay. Well, kind of. It started with the five points of fellowship, which we mm-hmm. now discuss, but that goes back to a tradition. I wonder if Fanny fact check. Oh, I bet you Sister Fanny went through the temple before 1990. Yeah, and she might be able to shed a little bit more light on this five points of fellowship. I'm, I really wonder if it has any sort of roots in uh, Masonic tradition I'm or something sure similar. 
Fanny Fact Check, are you out there? Hello, mm-hmm. hello. Should we turn the time over to Brother Ben so he can turn the time over to Sister Fanny? <laughs> yeah, if she can help us out, that'd be fantastic. Perfect. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. Thank you, Brother Ben, for using your priesthood keys to set up folding chairs, because no one who hasn't been ordained into a priesthood office is capable of setting up folding chairs. The five points of fellowship is a thing that used to happen in Mormon temples at the Vale, and it still happens in Masonic lodges where it originated. In a Masonic ritual, the man being initiated goes through a symbolic death and resurrection, like unto many rites of passage all over the world. When he is raised from the dead, the man resurrecting him pulls him into a funky dude hug called the Five Points of Fellowship. This means the hug has five contact points, the inside of the right foot to the inside of the right foot, the knee to the knee, right breast to right breast, hand to back, and cheek to cheek, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, but really not. They changed the cheek to cheek part to be mouth to ear so that you can whisper sweet nothing or whisper sacred passwords to each other. The Mormon temple had this element of Masonics and a lot of other super-duper Masonics bits, but the temple ceremony, which was set by God Almighty and never changes, has changed over a dozen times, and in 1990, the five points of fellowship was dumped for being too damn creepy. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ, who doesn't show up in the temple at all, except for in his super-secret Old Testament Clark Kent identity as Jehovah. Amen. Well, thank you, Sister Fanny. Fact check. I feel enlightened. I mean, that was riveting, as always. (laughs) Always fantastic to hear from you. We love to hear from our friend, the sister. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, should we take a little break before we get into the rest of the episode? Yes, my beer's getting warm, so. (laughs) We'll have to do something about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll be right back. We are supported by New Dating App. Dating is difficult under even normal circumstances. Then try explaining your nutty religious upbringing to someone. Yeah, like the weird looks you get when you throw out expressions like, uh, what is that, health in the navel, marrow in the, I don't know. Bones. Bones, okay. Strength in the loins and the (laughs) sinews. Okay, listeners, maybe don't do that. No, don't do it. And now that you've left Mormonism, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Download new an ex-Mormon dating app available on both Android and iPhone. Get ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your background. Visit newdating.app and learn more. All right, we're back. Are we talking about that book you brought? Well, typically we do a he said what or she said what. This is a they said what. They said what? Do you think we can handle it? How many theys are we talking? Fifteen. Fifteen? Um, plus <laughs> the woman that they allowed to write the uh, the foreword. Oh, that was nice of them. Mm-hmm. So should we do it on three this time? Does that mean one, two, three? Yes, it does. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. We're saying they. Yep. Okay, go. One, two, three. They said what? Oh, musical. Was I liked it. it. Okay, uh, it's good. a little atonal. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I don't know what that means, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> so who are the they's? Should we name them? So here's the thing. There's this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this list of names, and I want you to tell me what you think the name of the book is. Well, I think we gave it away in the I know. God damn intro. it. Okay, the name of the book is Woman. <laughs> Woman. And it's written by 15 men. Uh-huh. Two of them which have kind of girly names. But, okay, Spencer W. Kimball and Eldon Tanner, Marion G. Romney— is a man. Okay. Ezra Taft Benson, Mark E. Peterson, LeGrand Richards, Boyd K. Packer, Marvin J. Ashton, Bruce R. McConkie, David B. Haight, Neil A. Maxwell, Marion D. Hanks, also a man, Rex D. Pinnegar, G. Homer Durham, and James R. Paramore. Two Marions? Yeah. Huh. I guess it was a popular man name back in the day. I guess it was. And if, if you ever want to elevate your status as a man, just add your initial. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very popular Mormon thing to do. Oh, it is. So these men got together and thought they would write a book called Woman. I know. It's so insane. (laughs) Because as a woman, I really need a man to tell me what I am and everything about being a woman. Because they would know, right? Well, for sure. And yeah, um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that part in As Good As It Gets. 
when this woman is like talking to Jack Nicholson, who's mm-hmm. the author of the, these romance novels. <laughs> right. She and says, she how do you said, write oh, for a woman? How do you yeah. write a woman? How do you write so well for a woman? And he mm-hmm. said, I just picture a man and then take away all reason and intellect or something like that. <laughs> I think it's all reason and accountability. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. Almost anyway, kind of yeah. reminds me of that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was also kind of a tool in the show up oh, until the end. for sure. Why anyone would want to be in a relationship with that character is beyond me. Yes. Yeah. He was a nut job. Yeah. But anyway. Speaking of nut jobs. Yeah. The authors of the book. <laughs> I mean, at first I was irritated, but then I realized they were actually woman positive. They allowed a woman by the name of Barbara to write the foreword to the book. <laughs> So, gosh, guys. That's so giving of them. And, and you know what is sad to me, sadder than many things, is when you hear from these women who have been told how they're supposed to act by men for so long that they just are adopting what mm-hmm. men think they should think. Sure. And it's it's sad for me because I was that woman. I yeah. was. I was homophobic. I was anti-woman, practically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was that person because I had all the men in my life, thank you, Mormon Church, telling me how I needed to be. Yeah, you dismissed your daughters in a way as far as church callings and the whole mission process. You didn't even think about it in terms of your daughters. No, my boys were important. My daughters were to be married to return missionaries. Yeah. I hate that I felt that way. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I don't anymore Well, at all. you know, you're not alone. Yeah. So many women jump on board the patriarchy bandwagon. We should do an episode, I think, about that because I have a lot to tell about the way that I mothered my kids. Not proud mm. of it. But I think that a lot of ex-Mormon women go Could through relate. this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any patriarchal religion would probably teach the same types of things. Mm-hmm. My mother buys all in to patriarchy. She thinks that women are not particularly intelligent, that women aren't particularly interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Like, she raised three intelligent girls. It's sad that she thinks that way. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that way, too, for many reasons. One of them being my husband at the time. He didn't look kindly on women. He didn't want any harm to happen to them, but he would tell stories about the annoying sisters in his mission, how they were always causing problems and they were so needy, and how they um, only send the hot women to Salt Lake missions he would always joke when conference was on, when a woman would speak, which was infrequently, he'd be like, ah, time to go take a bathroom break. Like, oh, you know, wow. just... He would say that in front of you. Yeah, I mean, he was joking, but the fact that it was in his mind... And you heard that stuff. Yeah, and it curbed... Kept you from speaking up, probably. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. But at the same time, I was trained to have that attitude that these women who are speaking, you know, they don't have the priesthood, so they m- might say some shit that's just not, it's just not even... Why bother listening? Yeah. Go ahead and take your bathroom break. A yeah. woman speaking now. Yeah, they're not inspired. They don't have the priesthood. They're not going to be a prophet. Yeah. It's, they're just women. Oh, wow. Yeah, hated that. Yeah. I hate that about that that's how I was. And hate's a strong word. Well, you didn't know any better. I, I didn't. And I you didn't. weren't taught any differently. No, not at all. You didn't have any positive female role models. I didn't. And like strength resilience and and having your own ideas that was never modeled to you in like a female version of that. No, you're absolutely right. So how do you expect to feel any different? Yeah. You've had to learn this since leaving the church. Oh, for sure. So now we have these women who are in the church who are just saying the words that they hear come from the men in the church. Yeah. And they are looked to from the women as their leaders. Oh, right. They're just saying the same thing the men are. So it's not like it's a woman's viewpoint. This is them just regurgitating what the men say, mm-hmm. and then the women go along with it. Yeah. This book was written in 1979. Okay. But it's shocking to me how a lot of these ideas, they're still alive and well in the mm-hmm. Mormon church. Yeah. So this foreword comes from Barbara B. Smith. And I'm just going to read a little bit of it. She says, Each year, hundreds of pieces of mail come to my desk from all parts of the world. Some are statements of platforms about new goals for women. Here's the part that I highlighted because it makes me mad. Some are cries for help from individual sisters who do not understand clearly what the Lord expects of them. Uh, Basically saying, if you're bitching about it, uh you don't understand God. Right. Yeah. Irritating as shit, especially coming from a woman. Because a woman should be listening and saying, yeah, you're right. That is hurtful. It shouldn't be that way. But instead, she's like, no, no. You don't understand God. Well, didn't your dad one time talk about your mom and say that she brought in some sort of spirit of, I don't know. Contention. Contention. Because she was trying to stand up to him. Yeah. So this is a very common viewpoint. Mm -hmm. It hurts when it's coming from women. I mean, it hurts regardless, but when women say it, it's like, 
women in the church have no hope if this is the woman leadership saying these things. But the patriarchs want women to tout this stuff. Of course. They want other women to be led or guided, rather, by women who are espousing their viewpoints. That's their biggest weapon, is yeah. women who will conform yes. and brainwash other women. Yep. For sure. It's kind of like how Joseph Smith had one set of wives that would bring in the next Yeah, group. they would go recruit the next set of wives. Yeah. Okay, I'm skipping down a bunch. She also says, ours is a most exciting age, an age in which women have more time, more opportunity, and more inclination to use their creative talents to the utmost. But with so many exciting possibilities clamoring for our attention, it becomes difficult to separate those which will give only momentary satisfaction from those which offer eternal blessings. Oh, Now she's going to keep on the praise. I'm grateful for the guidance of prophets to help me discern where I can most profitably put my creative energies to work. She said prophets and profitably. Not the same spelling, but still. Get that woman a synonym. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the same sentence. Hmm. So I was thinking that we could cover all this book in one episode. I don't think we can. (laughs) No. There's so much trash in here. Trash. Here's a little example just to kind of wet your whistle. This is from President N. Elder Tanner. He says, After I discussed business matters with some men one day, the conversation took on a more personal note, informal note, when one man said, I have the most wonderful wife in the world. Another said, That's what you think. I think I have the best. A third man said, Isn't it a great blessing to have a wife you love who loves you, one who is a good mother and homemaker, who has high ideals, who believes in God and wants to help her family accept and live the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Uh Then he says, What woman could want any greater glory Uh or tribute than that which comes from a loving husband? Oh, good Lord. That's all you need, ladies. That's all you need is to, to, to be perfectly Jesus-y and have the approval of your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just a little tidbit. We've got a lot of good yeah. shit that will get us riled up. So we're going to kind of pick through this book over the next few well, weeks. Well, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, can't wait for that. Maybe that will wrap up just in time for Mother's Day. That'd oh. be uh, excellent. <laughs> Maybe for Mother's Day, we will send out signed copies, signed by us, copies of this book to every listener. I'm kidding. <laughs> is this April Fool's? It is. <laughs> okay, I was like, hey, I, I don't think there's that many copies of this book in circulation anymore. <laughs> and B, we ain't got the money. Yeah. I tell you what, if we can get 1,000 patrons oh, by Mother's Day, we will send everyone a signed copy of the book. Okay, well, that seems very unlikely. <laughs> so you can just wait for us to read excerpts to you. All right, fine. <laughs> I guess you don't want to read along. I guess not. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure people are clamoring to get whatever copies they can find of that stupid Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is our latest segment. This is to replace the weekly letters episode. But we are not stopping reading the letters. No, we still have tons and keep sending them in. We're still reading letters, people. Yeah, so here we go. Shelly, it's time for this week's LDL Letter. So there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want you to say, so there you have it, after, after every time. After everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be our new thing. Fantastic. So today's letter was actually sent in last September, September 26, 2019. Oh, we're so organized. Yeah, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Taylor says, I just wanted to let you know I love your podcast. Do you think Taylor still loves our podcast? Because this was back in September. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but thanks for loving us at the time. We're reading Taylor's letter anyway. And we sure are. Taylor says, I've been listening to it nonstop in my free time for about two weeks. So that was a while ago. Wow, yeah. I am almost caught up. So possibly all caught up by now. <laughs> I'm also spreading the word, and hopefully by next week, two of my friends will have joined the LDL train. So Did maybe, they? They maybe better that have. happened. Oh, you never know. <laughs> I love living in the past. It's so great. Yep. I'm not a former Mormon, but I did grow up in Oklahoma and was brought up in a very religious and conservative environment. Oof. I wonder if she ever went to the Tiger King Zoo. That's in Oklahoma. Oh, for sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> I was my dad's last chance at a son, and I was aware of that since I was little. Hmm. Due to this and how my teachers treated male classmates with respect, like Shelly, I also wanted to be a boy for a long time. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Anyway, I was told at school in fifth grade that the reason LGBT people had higher suicide rates was because they were weak and sinful people. Uh, no. Wow. In school. Jesus. In school. She heard this. Wow. Holy crap. I was also told the LGBT people tried to recruit innocent young children to join them and that they all had STDs. No, not not true. <laughs> Go guys, not Oklahoma true. with your progressive teaching. Oklahoma public school. <laughs> Oklahoma, blah, 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 blah. Suck it. That was the best <laughs> rendition of any musical I've ever heard you sing. Okay. <laughs> Taylor says, I thank whatever higher power that my parents are for the most part liberal. They told me LGBT people were just like everyone else. Wow. Yeah. But my dad made it very clear he thought being gay was gross and against God. Mm. Okay. So maybe not all of her parents. (laughs) Maybe half of her parents. (laughs) Half of her parents. Okay. Only a year after being told this, I discovered my attraction to girls. Uh Uh-oh. I was mildly attracted to guys as well, so I decided to suppress my feelings. Wow. If I ever made a comment on how beautiful a girl was or amazing a girl was, which was often, Taylor says, I would always follow it up with, but vaginas are yucky. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Taylor, they're not yucky. Maybe she knows by now. Keep reading. Or the classic, no homo, as if saying that enough would make it true. Like, homo you don't. Right. (laughs) Around this time, one of my male friends made the courageous decision to come out. Hmm. I was the most supportive ally. Well, good for her. I got into yelling matches with people who bullied him and started to talk about the LGBT community openly at school. Good for her. I made my parents switch us back to our old church that was LGBT friendly, but I was still deeply ashamed of my own feelings. By the time I was 16, I had never been on a date or even kissed anyone. This made my mom freak out. And one day on our way back from getting some Sonic. As oh, in... my God. I love Sonic. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know how long it's been since I've had, I've had Sonic? You know what I used to get? What? So in New Mexico, there was a Sonic um, just at the corner from where my high school was. And we would always leave school, even though we weren't supposed to, at lunch and go down to Sonic. And I would get the breaded chicken sandwich. With cheese and green chilies. Okay. So fucking good. Yeah, good stuff. French fries and a coconut slushie. Boom. Wow. Oh, I would kill for one of those right now. Don't kill anyone. I'm not. I'm just saying that I would, but I won't. I don't know that I've ever eaten at a Sonic. For real. I know. Well, I'm kind of turned off on fast food. I, I got to say. No, yeah. I've been eating way healthier lately. I haven't been to a fast one food time, in a long time. I had um, an Egg McMuffin that was like slimy Ew. and weird. Ew. So that... Put me off McDonald's. And another time I had a Checkers cheeseburger that had a weird piece of wire in the burger. Seriously. <laughs> That's not supposed to be there. No. And so I'm just feeling really sketchy about fast food in general. It's not my thing. Well, I just want to say that I have never had a bad experience with Sonic. Okay. Their tater tots are amazing. Their footlong hot dogs with mustard, <laughs> so good. Anything that you get from them that is ice cream related— Banana milkshake. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. <clears throat> yeah, oh, we're going God. off topic. Seriously. I love the flavor of a banana that's not quite all the way ripe yet. So it's not too sweet. Uh-huh. And so it's more firm mm-hmm. and not mushy. And for some reason, every time I've ever gotten a banana milkshake from Sonic, they have used my favorite kind of bananas. They're still firm uh-huh. and not super sweet. So you can kind of like chew on it a little bit because they get kind of like they're cold huh. in the ice cream. They so probably good. ran out of the ripe ones and had a bunch of green ones back well, there. For this, I'm grateful. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> okay, so we're back from our Sonic commercial. Sorry. And I'm back to the letter. Oh, this is about Taylor. Sorry, yeah. sorry Taylor. Okay, carry on. Oh my God, I love Sonic. Okay, go. <laughs> Taylor says, my mom turned to me almost crying and asked if the reason I hadn't dated anyone was because I'm gay. Taylor says I was just an awkward nerd. Before I could respond, she told me how crushed she would be, how hard I was going to make my life, and that I wouldn't be able to give her, quote, real grandchildren. Oh, my God. Yeah. This devastated me. I can remember everything about that conversation, the interior of the car, what road we were on, and the pure sadness on my mom's face. Instead of being honest, I acted extremely offended and asked her how she could even think that. That's hard. Only a few months after that, I got an amazing boyfriend who I am still with to this day. 
We broke up during college due to our own things, but then got back together. Okay. And she stopped asking if I was gay. I guess so, because you got proof that you have a boyfriend, right? He knows about my feelings and is completely supportive. So maybe she's bisexual. He is even encouraging me to get a girlfriend of my own since he is in school. So I will get to be my true self and I will have someone when he is slammed with classes. Look at that. She's got... I think we might need an update. This was written back in September. This is racy. We are currently in April. Yeah. Taylor says, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but it's great to be with such an understanding partner. Yeah. When choosing college, I only applied to places in liberal states that were LGBT friendly, according to the internet. All right. I went to school in Chicago and the change of environment was thrilling. Thanks to my friend's encouragement and all the new ideas I was exposed to going to college in Chicago, I was able to accept my feelings and started to date a girl. All right. Okay. It was a very intense relationship. Yeah, they generally are. Yeah, <laughs> girls. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt horrible knowing I couldn't tell my parents about my amazing partner, especially since my mom and I have always been close. I just lied to her and told her I was with a guy so I could talk to her a bit about my relationship. I understand that. I never go into details with my mother. Yeah, no, and I and I don't either. And this is a good lesson for all parents out there. If you... If you want to maintain closeness with your kids. Yeah, be open. Don't yeah. cut them off before they even have a chance to open up to or you. Or don't give them a bunch of rules that it's going to intimidate them. Right. It's going to keep them from being honest, completely honest with you because they can't measure up. It's kind of like why people leave these hardcore religions. They can't measure up, you yeah. know? Yep. There's an interesting moment, and I'm digressing now, in that unorthodox series where the main character is in Berlin and she has a new group of friends and they're asking why she left her religion of Hasidic Judaism. And she said, I wasn't what God wanted or I couldn't be what God wanted. wanted." Yeah. That was sad. It was sad. I believe that we're all exactly what God wants us to be when we're living our best, truest selves, you know? So even in her finding her freedom, she still had the guilt of, I couldn't be what God wanted. Mm -hmm. So this is my second choice. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Taylor's letter. That relationship sadly ended when the girl I was dating went back to her ex. But I will never forget how loving and freeing it felt to be with her. It confirmed all my feelings and fears that I did love women. Thanks to my boyfriend's encouragement, watching lots of Steven Universe, which if you haven't watched it, it's completely gay and super kid-friendly. Or maybe it's super kitty and gay-friendly. I don't know. I don't But it's on Cartoon Network. Just a happy, lovely show, she says. And listening to your podcast, I was able to come out to my parents at 25 years old this weekend. Oh, wow. We wow. totally missed her birthday. Happy belated birthday, Taylor. Happy belated. <laughs> If someone can come out after seven kids and after formally being a Mormon, meaning you, I think. Mm-hmm. I think she's talking about you, Shelley. Well, you. You don't have any nope. kids. Or Mormonism in my mm-hmm. background. How hard can coming out to my parents be? Mm. My dad was surprisingly very understanding, but he made it very clear that if I had been his son, he would not have been supportive. What the heck? Somehow it's worse for men if their sons are gay than if their daughters are. It's very a <sighs> macho thing. It's kind of <sighs> stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. What's going on in Oklahoma? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Enough said. <laughs> uh, Tiger King's gay, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's got like two husbands. Uh-huh. Did. Hopefully that's not a spoiler. Oh, he's in the pokey. Mm-hmm. Another spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You're really not missing much. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. He only really supported me because, as he said, all men are monsters, sweetie. And if you can avoid us, I suggest you do. Wow. You know, not all men are monsters. No. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. And I'm sorry, Taylor, that your dad views himself as a monster, actually. Maybe act less monstrously Mm, and you won't be a monster. I was going to say less monstery. Keep watching Tiger King, baby. It's right up your alley. (laughs) (laughs) Shut it. (laughs) Taylor says, thanks, Dad, for reminding me that men suck. Okay, not all men. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that. I'll say too, not all men suck. Lots of amazing guys. I really, really have. This has strained our relationship as I cannot stand him saying that if my gender was different, he couldn't accept me as I am. Yeah, no, I don't like that either. Fortunately, he continued at the LGBT-friendly church. All right. And now doesn't believe being gay is a sin. See? All right. There's hope for everyone, right? My mom still doesn't believe bisexuality is real. 
and thinks I'm just making a stop on my way to Gaytown, which upsets her. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, Daylight. I'm going to take a quick stop on my way to Gaytown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just stopping by. <laughs> I want to find out where Gaytown is. I knew I should have took that left turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> to get to Gaytown? <laughs> yeah. Okay. She hasn't liked that I got back with my high school boyfriend, but when she found out it was him or a girl, she instantly became supportive. Shocker. I'm trying to work on my relationship with my mom, but her lack of understanding makes it hard for me to connect with her when I used to talk to her every single day. Mm, That's That's a shame. I'm sorry. Anyway, thanks for reading my rant. No worries. None at all. Your podcast can really inspire and help people. I'm glad to hear that. I hope you understand the positive impact your words have. I am sending lots of love your way. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. That was a great letter. Yeah, if you have an update for us. Yeah, your love life sounds fascinating. I know. So keep us posted. Um, I wonder if she's in Gaytown yet. I don't know. Have you made it to Gaytown? (laughs) Or are you still in Bytown? Hmm. You know what? You get to visit any town you want. You can go back and forth. You sure can. Mm -hmm. No one has to stay. You can relocate. Mm -hmm. Yep. She'll have a direct shuttle from one to the other. That's right. If you would like to send us a letter, we hope you do, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Mm-hmm. Lots of ways to get in touch. And remember, if you are a patron, put that in the subject line so we will bump you to the top of the list of letters to be read. Sounds good. And maybe if you're a member of Marco Polo Channel, we'll do the same thing. Um, I say yeah. Speaking of channels, we should talk about that after our last break. Okay, I'm excited. Be right back. We are supported by one damn good brew, apostate coffee. Specifically, the Lesbian Medium Dark Variety, a delicious roasty, toasty blend that's sure to make postal workers in remote Mormon towns super twitchy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we have a firsthand account of that one. Sure do. This yummy java is roasted in small batches, so it's super fresh the moment it arrives at your doorstep. And hey, it's named after us, so that's reason enough to give it a shot. I know it. So ditch that grocery store crap and give the Lesbian Blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. Mm-hmm. We are back. So, Shelly. Yes? We have no new patrons to announce this week. It's yeah, true story. It's kind of breaking my heart, but I do understand it being COVID, people are losing income. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. You've been decreased. We know other people have yeah. um, maybe you've been furloughed or they're out of work. Yeah, it's, it's a tough time. Yeah. In fact, if you've been listening to our ad-free podcast at the $8 level on Patreon, we're going to knock it down to 6 bucks. Yep. So if you've been wanting to listen to ad-free and maybe that'll help you out a little bit or... If you're at the $8 level and you want to bump down to 6 that's an option for you. Yeah. So from now on, right, mm-hmm. all $6 and up patrons will receive ad-free podcasts on our Patreon page. That is correct. And since we have no patrons to announce, we're going to announce some folks on our Marco Polo channel. Yeah, I have to say channels has been awesome, especially during this COVID crisis because people are stuck at home. And so we're getting to know so many people. We have done a lot of karaoke. People have Mm -hmm. done karaoke back to us. We learned how laundering money works from a police (laughs) officer patron. Not that we're doing that. Well, no, no, no. Well, you have to have money first <laughs> right, right, to do right. that. That's true. Uh, so we have, we have a, a washing machine. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> no? Okay. Yes, we have a police officer channels member, and so she's tried to help us understand that. And then we also had someone else who has nothing to do with police who gave us a very good definition. So I'm wondering how she knew this. Hmm. Oh, we did a video of show, show Us Your Animals. There's a very cool one of this girl walking her cat on a leash. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a trick. Yeah. And we ask questions that people can answer, like, what would you want your legacy to be? When you walk into a crowded room, what's the first thing you do? Just fun questions so we all can get to know you each other. You stay six feet apart. And well, that's true. And yeah. let's say Maybe in you non-COVID don't. times. You don't walk into a crowded room. <laughs> okay. Pre-COVID, <laughs> that was one of our questions. Uh, the questions that we put out also, where would you go on a motorcycle? And I said, I wouldn't because they're dangerous, Shelly. Yes, Mary. Uh, (laughs) As I push up my glasses. I know. (laughs) Nerd alert. (laughs) Nerd alert. Yeah, we have a great time. All right. Yeah, so who are our names today? We are going to start from the beginning of the list of people who've joined. We're going to do five at a time. (laughs) Magically, we have five five. channel members to announce. Yep. Number one is Annie. We love Annie. Annie is now working from home. Do we have a last initial? Yeah, uh, last initial J. Uh, let's see, Annie 
jobbing remotely. <laughs> That's a good one. Because most of the videos she sends, she's got her earbuds in from her job that she's working yeah, at Yeah, okay. Yep, she's working. Next, Stephanie H. What's a COVID H? H? Stephanie having a hard time staying home every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all Stephanie at this point. Next is Dawn S. S. What's S for? Uh, social distancing. That was too easy. Mm-hmm. I think we'll we probably it. did that last we week, too. We did. All of you S's, <laughs> it's going to be social distancing. Mm-hmm. That's going to be your new last name. Next is Melissa B. Melissa bored out of my skull. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, <laughs> Melissa. I'm sure she is bored. Yeah. And finally, Trisha T. T stands for tired of quarantine. Oh, tired of telecommuting. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's our channel's members. Please join us on channels. It's only $4.99 a month, and we are having a great time keeping each other entertained. Yeah, if you want to sign up or get more info, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash polo. Love it. That's all I got on my little notebook here. That's what you got? Done. Are we done with another episode? Wrap it, put a bow in it, ship it. Okay. Let's thank Dan from Extension audio. Leave it in, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. And for the rest of you, remember, steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to y'all later. Bye.